This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal News Show. I hope you're doing good. I hope you are well this Thursday. We're nearly there. Friday is tomorrow. We've nearly reached the end of the week. Uh, and uh, it's a it's kind of bittersweet, isn't it? Because you're going to reach the end of the week, we get to see Arsenal and then it's the international break. So in a weird way, you don't really want the week to end. But in the same way... A weekend is always welcome, as they say. Uh, good morning to everybody in the chat box. Uh, good morning to Kaiser Social, Henrik. We've got Eamon. We've got Joseph. We've got Vinny. Uh, we've got Henrik again. We've got Matt, Aoife, Spaceband, Trooper, Good in UK, Stevie, Sam, Daniel, Dennis. Good morning to all of you, Mel, Mick, Chris, and, uh, and other Chris as well. Uh, good morning to all of you. I hope that you are enjoying your mornings or wherever you happen to be in the world of course um but without further ado let's crack on with today's show and let you know to make sure that you drop a like on today's video and subscribe to the gonna talk if you haven't done so already and to go over and subscribe also to the arsenal way link is in the description as always let's go to our first story though and unai emery former arsenal manager unai emery will not be newcastle united's bastion of hope towards their new found success uh well we say that we gotta avoid relegation first this kind of does this surprise me in a little bit it does i kind of expected this to just go through like any other managerial position would but i think that emery is very comfortable at Villarreal. they've not had the best start to the season themselves to be honest but he seems very comfortable there very happy with the project that's going on at Villarreal and newcastle's inability to sell him their vision is certainly going to be a concern for Newcastle fans. I was speaking to Lee Ryder of the Chronicle yesterday and Newcastle fans were excited about the idea of Unai Emery. They were very much on board with him becoming their new head coach. But today, or rather yesterday evening, we've learned that indeed he will not be taken over and that leaves Eddie Howe as the favourite right now to take on that job. And if you're any other club, I mean, even the clubs down the bottom half end of the table, 
I wouldn't be too concerned about Eddie Howe taking over at Newcastle. It doesn't threaten me uh, as a team that's in the top half and then fighting for those European places, which we're told that uh, the Newcastle want to be fighting for. And for that reason, they will now be getting in a manager that was in their last job with Bournemouth, relegated. And Newcastle themselves are yet to win a game so far this season, sitting on four points from their first 10 Premier League games and will be fighting for their lives this season. If they were to go down, which I've always said... I would love to see happen, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's a big, big news for them that they did not get Unai Emery and they will focus on a different target. Now, coming back round to Arsenal, the expectation is that Daniel Ballard is expected to have a contract extension activated or an option to extend in his current deal, and Arsenal will look to extend it beyond, hopefully, just the year uh, that they have right now. And I think that when you look um, at, at what this guy is producing. He's doing very well for Millwall. We're going to be bringing you an update on his time at Millwall as soon as feasibly possible. And uh, he's just been doing fantastically well for, for Millwall and he's been one of their best players, you have to argue, especially he was at the start of the season. Uh, Northern Ireland International, of course, centre-back. And with Arsenal having a big, big change around of their central defensive area, it could be that Holding goes. It could be that Pablo Marie goes. It could be that Chambers goes in the summer which would mean that Arsenal would still need to do some work. William Saliba will return, which is going to be really positive, and he could return with Daniel Ballard being promoted to the senior side after this season. Uh, and there is a lot of strength in depth in this Arsenal centre-back area, which is not something we've been able to say over uh, <laughs> recent times, that the centre-back area has been something that we've been a bit concerned about when holding a Pablo Marie or Arsenal's two starting centre-backs. Now we've got Gabriel and White, which is a big, big step up with Saliba also waiting to come back. And Tomiyasu is also a player that can play at centre-back as well. There's plenty to be happy about in this area. So Daniel Ballard, contract extension, waiting in the wings. Good news for Arsenal. Also good news for Arsenal is that Kieran Tierney is expected to be returning to fitness very soon. Speaking ahead of the international break, Steve Clark, Scotland manager, has been talking about Kieran Tierney. He says, I think Kieran Tierney will be on the plane. And if he's on the plane, he'll be fit. That's my opinion. But look, you have to respect the club and the club are telling us he's working his way back to fitness. They're hopeful he could be involved this weekend against Watford. But if only if he only gets a few days training in, then fine. We don't play until a week on Friday, so he's got time on his side. I expect that Kieran will be fit, which brings with it very, very much a question now. We go into that Watford game. We've got Liverpool after the international break. Do you swap in Kieran Tierney for Nuno Tavares? It's a really difficult question to, uh, to come to an answer for because... <clears throat> Nuno Tavares has been fantastic for Arsenal so far this season. In the couple of games he's played from the start and the few cameos that he's had from the bench, he has been very, very good. And for that, it is, we know that Kieran Tini is one of the best left-backs in the league. He is a standout player. Do you start him straight away and do you then say, sorry, Tavares, but you've been great, but we need to bring back Tini? Or do you say, stay loyal to the player that's been doing well, keep him in the team? Against Liverpool, I was speaking to Josh Williams, who is our scouting writer over at Reach, and he feels that Tavares' physicality might be good against Mohamed Salah. Now, I think that Kieran Tierney's experience may level that playing field when he comes up against the Egyptian who's played against him before, of course. 
It's a big, big decision that Mikel Arteta has got to make. But if he is fit, Tierney, it could be that we use both of them. We could switch to a back three against Liverpool and see Tierney play left centre-back like he does for Scotland. Tavares playing on the left wing-back position. So there is options for Arteta. There's decisions that he will have to make. But it is going to be a difficult one. Let us know if you're watching live and if you're watching on Catch Up what you would do if you had the decision. Carl says, let Kieran properly recover. Spaceman Trooper says, no, reward the team with no changes against Watford. I would entertain a change against Liverpool. Nikolai says, let Nuno play. Uh, let's go to... <laughs> How annoying. Go away, Steve Clark, says Sam. Yeah, I mean, he's going to go and play for Scotland, isn't he? Even though he's coming back from his injury. It's just, he's one of their best players. It's, it's just what happens there. Um, let's go to Philip, who says, that's what I would do. Play a three at the back against Liverpool. Ryan says... Think Nuno should play against Watford. Not worth the injury risk. Let him get the minutes for Scotland. So he'll be ready for the big game against Liverpool. Uh, Vinny says Tavares was the biggest surprise. So happy with him. I would keep the team the same against Watford. Uh, Kieran Tini at left centre back and uh, Nuno Tavares at left wing back says yes for food and travel. Uh, Jose says sub him in on Sunday. Voot reckons that Nuno will play. And Matt says I think we should let him fully recover. Let's not rush him back. Going on to our penultimate, is this our penultimate? I think actually it's our final story of the day. Uh, and it is a transfer line, uh, a brand, not brand new. We have seen this link previously. But uh, Genk striker Paul Onuachu, uh, he's a Nigerian striker, age 27, currently standing over two metres in height. Very tall striker. Looks like he would be the plan B that Arsenal maybe are looking for, although Transomart do rate him at a figure of around £19.8 million, which is a hell of a lot. Um, looking at the, the links that have been made to him, it is the Italian media Correa della Sport that say that both Arsenal and, you'll guess it, Aston Villa are competing for signing the 27-year-old and offers have already been made. Onoachu has been heavily linked to Arsenal's London rivals West Ham also, However, the Gunners need a striker and they could push for a January move with Aubameyang moving on in January for the African Cup of Nations, but returning, of course. And the futures of Lacazette still unclear and Ketty are unclear. Balogun could go on loan. Onuachu is a player that would come in, I think, and take on that Lacazette role, that kind of back up to Aubameyang. And then in the summer, Arsenal would pursue possibly a more marquee forward to bring in a player that is going to take on that key number one striker position. But Onoachu gives you that height. He gives you that option from the bench. He gives you a, a partnership option with Aubameyang or with Lacazette that can play alongside him. He is someone that I think is the perfect profile for Arsenal to look to not have to spend too much, but bring in, gives you goals. He's got 10 goals in 12 Belgian league games so far this season. Seems very capable. And I'd be interested in it. Certainly one that we need to do a little bit more research in. Certainly one I'll have to be doing maybe a tactical breakdown on him very, very soon. Um, but very interesting that we're looking at this, uh, that Onuachu as a, as a striker that Arsenal could pursue in the upcoming windows. Stay tuned, stay real, and we will keep you up to date with everything that goes on around the Nigerian forward. And that brings an end to all of the transfer news and, of course, the fitness news as well, which means we move on to the final part of the show, which is to get your thoughts, your theories, your questions and queries into the chat box. Please do throw them in, and we will try and go through as many of them as feasibly possible. 
Uh, Vinny says, if we do get Europe next season, how much centre-back cover do you think we will need? Would White, Gabriel, Saliba and Ballard be sufficient? It's a good question. Would Is that enough? You think if one gets injured, then you start using your primary options in the uh, in the Europa League? I think you need five. But Tommy Asu, remember, can also play in that position. So you've got technically five options. You've got Tierney, who's played there too. We've got uh, Harry Clark as well, who's currently spending time scoring some ridiculous goals and doing some even more ridiculous celebrations with Ross County in Scotland. So you've got that option. You've also got the under-23s that are there. You've got Omar Rekic. Uh, that's also coming through with that side. You've got uh, Zun, uh, Zun Louis uh, as well. And uh, there's one other one I think I'm forgetting as well. But there, we've got a few more centre-backs involved with the team. Uh, Dinzei, I think, is a centre-back who we signed from Spurs a couple of years ago. So there are options. Um, but is four starters, senior players, enough? I'm not sure that four is. I think you need five. But maybe we do have enough cover in that position. Uh, Nikolai says, Tom, you didn't say who you would want to see uh, at left back. Nikolai, I, against Liverpool, I do lean towards Tierney for his experience. But the idea of playing a back three with Tierney and Tavares playing together, I think is also something that I would definitely consider doing. So there you go. Um, let's go to Harun, who says, do you think we should get Nkunku to play as a striker? Not as a striker. I look at him very much as an attacking midfielder, someone who can play behind the striker or alongside kind of off the striker. I like him a lot. I'd be very happy if we signed him. I think he's an excellent player. Um, Art says, do you think Arsenal's loss to Watford will take Arsenal back to square one? I think it would be a massively damaging result if Arsenal were to lose or even just draw this game. It is a game that Arsenal absolutely need to win if they've got ambitions to try and get to those European places next season to even compete and stay up there in the race for a top four place. It's very quickly. We've got a Manchester derby this weekend. One of Man City or Man United will drop points. And therefore, if Arsenal win this game, they will either go clear of Manchester United or they could even catch up to Manchester City. Lots of things could yet happen. We just need to focus on winning our game and hope that the boys can do the business. Um, is Ballard left or right-footed? I believe he's right-footed, Sam. I'm pretty sure he's right-footed. Um, Paul says, I know actually adds height and scores goals, but his first, first touch is poor and he's not great. Uh, he's not got great pace. He's not better than what we've got. And I don't think he's designed to be, Paul, better necessarily than Aubameyang. I think he'd be looked at as a striker that could add some verticality to our team that would be brought in to be brought off the bench for kind of plan B situations to start kind of games in which we're in the cup or stuff like that. I think he would be used for that type of thing. Um, Priyank says, for striker, we should only target Dusan Vlahovic. He can be as good as Haaland. Uh, he's, he is linked with Spurs. Hopefully that will not happen. Hopefully not. I, I like Vlahovic. He's kind of the one exception to my rule of signing a really young striker this summer. I think we should be looking for a more experienced, mid-20s, established forward. But... He is a bit of an exception to the rule on that one. Wesley says, hi, Tom. Hi, everyone. I haven't been in here much. Are you still Arteta out? Um, as I said before, I need to see consistency to get back on the Arteta train. Everything he's doing is right. Two wins on the spin. Really good performances. Let's see where we are at Christmas. If we're in with a shout, I'm still pushing for that European place. Then we're behind him all the way. We're behind him all the way anyway. But to get back onto that Arteta train, we need to see some consistent, strong performances. and some big wins. We've got some big games against Liverpool, Man United, Everton, West Ham, all of them are coming up. They are going to be the real litmus tests to see whether or not Arteta is indeed the right man and if he has indeed turned the corner at the club. Matt Thornton says, how many players do you see leaving in the summer apart from the ones that are out of contract? 
It's a good question. Let me have a look at the squads. Uh, let's go through the squad. Do I see leaving or staying? You guys can join me uh, with doing this. Leno, I think he'll go. Ramsdale, he'll stay. Okonkwo, he'll stay. Tierney, stay. Ben White, stay. Gabriel, stay. Rob Holding, go. Cedric, go. Tavares, stay. Tomiyasu, stay. Callum Chambers, go. Pablo Murray, I think he'll probably stay, even though we should probably look to move him on. Kalasanach, I think he'll move on in January. Uh, Thomas, stay. Saka, stay. Erdogan, stay. Smith-Rowe, stay. Maitland-Niles, go. Lakonga, go. Elneny, go. Xhaka, stay. Lacazette, go. Abamyang stay. Nicolas Pepe, I think he'll stay, but I would at this point in time stell him. Um, Balogun, stay. Nketiah, go. Martinelli, stay. Ronison go. Bellerin, go. Saliba, stay. Mavropanos, go. Torreira, go. Genduzi, go. Nelson, go. So there you go. <laughs> All of the squads uh, highlighted there for you. And uh, it means that we may have to do quite a bit of business. Uh, did I say Lukonga go? Sorry, Lukonga stay. I don't know why I said Lukonga go. I was, I was on a, I was a proper rampage of people to leave. Lukonga stay. Stay, Lukonga, please. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Um, Abe says, we should give Martinelli more chances at striker. His dribbling and passing is not great for a winger. And his natural instinct to score goals makes him a great option. Um, Martinelli, I think needs more time but like we need to Martinelli given more minutes uh, and that is a player that we hopefully will see get more time in the African Cup of Nations situation when you've <clears throat> when you've got kind of uh when you've got a situation where Pepe's going where Aubameyang who can play in a wider position is going you would think that Martinelli would be able to be given more opportunities but that's the thing um Akshat says oh my god Tom you want to sell Gendouzi you're a hater and you have an agenda look he's going no matter what he can't stay um they have an obligation to buy in their in their contract so unless Gendouzi turns around and says I don't want to go uh, even then I'm not sure if that would change things I I think that we would see uh Gendouzi say look guys look it was a it was a Freudian slip I don't think Lukonga should go <laughs> I was so on my go rampage I completely skipped over Lukonga Lakonga stay. Lakonga stay. Sorry, Lakonga. Please forgive me. Please. Um, Jay Dimes says, hi, Tom. What do you reckon about Zachariah? I would sign Zachariah on a free in the summer, but I don't think he should be kind of the only midfielder we go for. If we're moving on to Rara, Elneny, Genduzi's going. Uh, Xhaka is still here. But at the end of the day... Um, we need a marquee midfield signing. I don't think Zachariah is that. I mean, Xhaka keeps him out of the Swiss team. And I know he's a different player for, uh, for Switzerland. But still, I would sign someone much, much better. Um, Caps, you say Gendouzi should stay, but he can't. He's going. So uh, we need to build a bridge and get over this one because there's no point lingering about Gendouzi. He's gone. Uh, as, far as, I'm, as far as I'm aware, he's gone. Um, Walk says, we need three top players to compete with the best uh, centre midfielder, winger, striker. Would you agree? Um, I think that we need at least two. Uh, we need a central midfielder and we need the striker. Winger, I'm not as sure about. Maybe depth-wise we need them, but Smith-Rowe and Saka are really good options for us. Um, but I think that the two, if, if Arsenal in the summer signed a world-class striker, a world-class centre midfielder, and then signed a couple of kind of depth players at right back if we sell off a few, uh, maybe in a wing position. I'm fine with that. I think we've got a really good foundation for a squad. But the only two really big signings I think we need are striker and centre mids. I think you've got enough in the wing positions with Saka, Smith-Rowe, Martinelli. Uh, you've got to think about the players we've got coming through as well, like Amari Hutchinson, Kido Taylor-Hart. 
I think if we sign, say, a Noah Lang for a £20 million kind of deal, if they would accept that, they may want more. That's another good option as a young guy coming through. Uh, midfield, you add that central midfielder that's the top, top quality player like a Gimaraish or a Fabian Ruiz or one of these like, top quality central midfielders. And then you can maybe add someone at right back to cover if we sell off Cedric and Chambers and Maitland-Niles. You add someone in there, but you have got Zach Swanson coming through. You've got uh, Norton Cuffey coming through, who at the moment is injured, but is still very highly rated. So there is lots of options for Arsenal this summer, but I just think that we need... We need two uh, big, big signings and then maybe a, a smattering of, of depth into the team. That's that's what I would look to do. But it's November, guys. While we're talking about the summer, it's November. We've got a long, long way to go before we hit uh, that summer window chat. Matt G says, it's Serrera alone with an option or an obligation. It's uh, with an option, I believe, of around £12 million. Um, so, I mean, they may get a lot of money for your own Tina in the summer if Vlahovic does leave. So they may be inclined. He's just breaking into that team at the moment. He's, he didn't really start the season all that well, uh, Torreira, but he is starting now to break his way into the uh, Fiorentina, the Laviola team. So uh, fingers crossed that they take the, not take the bait, but you know what I mean, that they just bring in a couple of, they, they, they have enough money to, to bring in Torreira on a permanent deal because he's not going to get a chance at Arsenal. I think that I would have liked to have seen him give an opportunity but it's just not going to happen. Uh, Matt says, would you get Zakaria on a pre-contract? I suppose that's what you have to do, really, isn't it? Like He can talk to other clubs in January. Uh, I think that that is certainly something that we would look to do if we can. Uh, or you sign him in January for a smaller fee and you say to Gladbach, look, he's 8 million quid. Uh, you won't get any money from him in the summer. We'll take him now and, and see what happens. Possibly that's what we've got to do. Priyank says, are you happy with the strikers that we're linked with? Um, I mean, we've been linked with so many that it's impossible not to be. We've been linked with Alexander Rizak. We've been linked with Dominic Calvert-Lewin. We've been linked with Ollie Watkins. We've been linked with Yusuf Nezri. We've been linked now with Onuachu. We've been linked with Vlahovic. We've been linked with pretty much all the strikers that are about. So, yeah, I am happy because I think a lot of those I would take at Arsenal. So, there you go. Uh, Langer, do you think Spurs be willing to sell Kane? No. Well, actually, I hope that they do. Or do I? I kind of like I kind of like seeing him suffer at Spurs at the moment. To be fair, uh, that you know that's funny. Lucas says hi Tom. It's Fabian Ruiz solid in the defensive areas. I would really like to see Partey get up and further utilise. Yeah, look, Fabian Ruiz has played in the deeper midfield number six position for quite some time. He's a very good player. He's got that in his game. He's kind of like a, a a taller, more defensive Santi in a way. He's got that passing elegance about his game that I like. Not two-footed. He is very much left-footed. Can use his right, but he's much more left-footed. Um, so, yeah, but he can defend and has played deeper for Napoli as well. Um, any Erdogan's about uh, any concerns about Erdogan's dip lately? No, not really. I mean, it's. I thought he came on and did really well against uh, Leicester. Some of the passes he played into Saka in the box were brilliant. I thought he was good. So, uh, no, no concerns for me about Erdogan. He's just not in the team at the moment. Uh, Sam says, England school announced at 2pm. Who do you think will be called up? Look, if Ben White and Smith Rowe are not in this team, I don't know what they have. The fact that Ben White was not even in the shortlist for Arsenal's Player of the Month award is a, frankly a joke. Like, he has been so consistent and so positive for us. The amount of agendas as well I've seen against Ben White, people saying that he's not being... I mean, the level of kind of the, the Saliba-affected hatred that goes towards Ben White and the constant hyperbolic reaction to a couple of fouls on James Madison against Leicester to completely ignore the passing display 
and the defensive solidity that he brought us is just, it's really, really frustrating. Ben White has been, for me, my player of the month for Arsenal. He should be in the England squad, as should Smith Rowe. Ramsdale should be starting for England. He's England's number one, in my view. He's been that. He's been the best English goalkeeper, let's be real. Pickford's letting in goals hand over fist right now for Everton. Uh, and uh, Bakar Saka, obviously, gets in the team. It's ridiculous how White is is not is looked over by so many people still. Like, it really frustrates me. And you've got, yeah, Saliba stands uh, out there. I love Saliba. I want him to come back and play. But you can't let him affect your view of, of Ben White. It's ridiculous to do so. And I think he's proving himself a very, very good signing for us. A massive upgrade on what we had already. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him continue on and continue to prove people wrong. That's for sure. Um, Langer says, would you sell Saka and or Smithrow? And for how much? No and no. And for nothing. Like Not for nothing, but you know what I mean? They're priceless to us. I absolutely would not. Would not sell them whatsoever. Uh, Rohit says, Ben White needs to show more. No ways in the running for player of the month for the sixth choice. Rohit, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Ben White's been awesome. Against Brighton, he was one of the most key figures in making sure they didn't score. Against Crystal Palace, he's playing out from the back was the only thing that we had getting us out from the back. Everyone else was letting us down in that game. Ben White was pushing us forwards. Against Aston Villa and Leeds, those two games, his influential passes. The Leeds game, I know it was in the League Cup, but still a Premier League side. He was taking the game to Leeds ridiculously well. And against Leicester, bar the two fouls on James Madison, his passing game was great. His relieving pressure on the defence was great. There is an agenda against him. I'm, I'm certain of it. He has been so, so, so good for us. Um, and, you know, haters want to hate. That's all I'll say. Haters want to hate. <laughs> It's all that it is. Um, Carl says, agreed, Tom. If I'd have been able to vote for Benjamin, yeah, Benjamin, let's give him the respect he deserves. Benjamin White uh, deserved to be in that player of the month running. Absolutely. Um, Zach says, oh my God, we have three amazing centre-backs. Why would anyone be negative? Because, <laughs> you know, it's Arsenal fans. That's what you do. Uh, ben White has successfully snuffed out Kane and Vardy. Yeah, I mean, he kept he's kept both of them quiet now this season. Brilliant stuff. Uh, Philip says, uh, random question, but if you had to pick one Arsenal player to play the next 10 games in 10 different outfield positions, who would you be picking? Um, oh, in 10 outfield positions, who can play every position? You have a feeling that Tommy Asu would do it. <laughs> Tommy Asu would do it. Partey would do it. Um, I reckon that uh, Tierney would do it. Saka, you could argue, could do it as well. Uh, so you got to pick between Saka, Partey, Tommy Asu, and and Tierney. Uh, maybe even Tavares as well. Actually, I'd probably aim for Saka. I think Saka would give you the most in all positions. So there we go. Bakaya Saka for me. Who, by the way, Rohit Saka is not in the Player of the Month. He's not in the Player of the Month for me over over Ben White. Uh, that's that's ridiculous. Even Tommy Asu. Tommy Asu was poor against Brighton. Tommy Asu wasn't was poor against. Uh, against Crystal Palace, and, and I say poor, poor in the context of him. Not in the sense of, like, he was awful, but Tommy Asu in regards to kind of the players that he's... that The, the games that Tommy Asu's played for us this season, um, he, he wasn't anywhere near as good as he has been against both Brighton and against Crystal Palace. So how you can put him above Ben White shows the agenda. It shows the clear agenda against Ben White, that's for sure. Anyway, we are going to wrap things up there, people. I will see you uh, this afternoon, actually. I'll be doing a show, uh, another report. We did a show on William Saliba yesterday. 
So make sure that you tune in uh, for that. We're doing a show on Arsenal's youth team who currently sit top of the under-23s PL2 table. So do make sure you tune in five o'clock today. And then a little bit later from that, I'll be going on the Chronicles of Aguna for the next uh, Canton and Simeon show on Harry's channel. So make sure that you tune in this evening for that. I'm sure we'll be tweeting out over on at Laguna Talk TV uh, and Chronicles of Aguna and Harry Simu's Twitter and mine as well when we'll be doing that. So make sure that you are tuning in this afternoon for the couple of shows that will be coming out on your platforms. Turn those notifications on so you never miss a show and drop a like and subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new. We will see you very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.